0: Welcome to the ViAuto Podcast's special series, Retail Revival. In the series, we'll be taking a closer look at the operational challenges, issues, and opportunities dealers across the country are facing with the COVID nineteen crisis. In each series episode, ViAuto thought leaders and dealers will share their insights and perspectives to help you manage your business today and find your way to a brighter tomorrow. I'm your host, Lance Helgeson, with ViAuto. Today my guest is Dale Pollack, V Auto Founder and Cox Automotive Executive Vice President. I've asked Dale to join us today to give us some perspective on where things are in this current crisis with the used vehicle marketplace. Dale, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks, Lance. Good to be with you.
0: And I know, Dale, you've been kind of burning the candle at both ends and perhaps burning up cell phone batteries and things. Give us a sense of what your days have been like here for the past few weeks.
1: My days have been uh, frenetic. It starts early in the morning and it goes late into the night, and it's just the same call one after another. Dealers are questioning what's going on in this environment, what's my perspective, and most particularly, what should their inventory strategy look like?
0: And what's your primary recommendation there, Dale, related to inventory strategy?
1: My clear recommendation to all dealers is to convert their current inventory into cash as quickly as they can. But Lance, that recommendation is not first and foremost about an inventory strategy, it's about a survival strategy. In any economic downturn, cash is king. And their business is going to be down for some time, but the expenses continue. So having available cash is absolutely critical. And for most dealers, as you know, the majority of their cash reserve is tied up in their used vehicle inventory. So liquidity is first and foremost the order of the day.
0: How do dealers go about approaching liquidity in this current market?
1: Well, that's a good question because situations and circumstances vary considerably across the country, depending on local circumstances with the virus. There is a wholesale market, it's fairly limited, but what I have found to be very encouraging is that there are still buyers. I mean, retail sales as of this week are down approximately 40%. So 60% or so of normal demand is still out there. And there is a market to be captured, but of course you have to execute a proper strategy in order to win that marketplace.
0: What is it about the strategy that sets a dealer up for winning in that marketplace?
1: Well, the strategy has to do with standing out in terms of presenting superior value to consumers. Uh, I believe that there's a mindset among consumers right now that it probably is a good time to buy a car, and they're looking for deals, they're looking for values. And in this moment when many dealers are more or less frozen in place, confused, dazed, unsure of what to do with their pricing. And consequently, they're not taking advantage of that value-driven opportunity. Those that do are being rewarded very richly for doing it.
0: That brings us to a blog post that you wrote recently, Dale, about a retail revival. That strikes me as surprising, maybe in some ways, just given sort of the macro view of what's going on. But I do always understand that there are pockets of opportunity. What do those look like, and what are the reasons behind the success you just referenced?
1: There are some dealers, Lance, that are absolutely having superior outcomes in terms of sales. And in fact, in some cases, even some record or near-record monthly sales volume production. But there is a clear, consistent thread that runs through those success stories. And it primarily comes down to two factors. Number one, being in a market that does allow you to sell cars. Being in a market that isn't overtaken by fear of the virus, the second common thread is executing the proper strategy. And the proper strategy is pretty simple. It's discounting your cars, showing value in terms of your pricing. And right now, what's really fascinating is while most dealers are not doing that, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much in terms of price discount to the overall market to to really move that pool of 60% of the buyers that are out there.
0: Let me drill into that, Dale. So, if I may have a vehicle previously that you know I knew that a price to market percentage of ninety three ninety four percent that I pretty much knew I might be able to sell it, are you suggesting that if I move it down a percentage or two that that's where maybe the opportunity is right now?
1: That's exactly what I'm saying. Just a couple percent moves the market a big time, at least it has in the past week or two now. Do I think it's going to be that easy going forward? No, because I can already begin to see it. While most dealers up to this point have yet to reconcile themselves to the fact that there is a crisis and do that by beginning to liquidate their inventory by reducing the prices, more and more are beginning to think about that and actually do it. And the more that do it, the more discount it's going to take. The dealers that recognize the opportunity to do it early and have gotten about the business of doing it, are absolutely just crushing it.
0: What is it about the liquidation that's giving them the opportunity to crush it?
1: Well, two things. Number one, it's the move to liquidate your inventory is driven by discounting prices, which as I've already mentioned, shows value to consumers in a market where that's what they're looking for. But it also means that they have available cash to go back into the wholesale market, reacquire inventory essentially, the same or similar cars for thousands less. And when one dealer owns a vehicle with a cost basis of two or $3,000 less than his competing dealer with a similar car, he can offer that car with a very healthy gross margin and still be considerably below his or her competitor. It's really all about reducing the cost basis in your inventory and resetting it. And in order to do that, you have to work out of your current overpriced or overcost inventory and get into lower-cost inventory. And the opportunity to do that is there because the wholesale market has taken a pretty good tumble in the past couple of weeks to the tune of 10 or 12%. It's really much about resetting your cost basis of your inventory.
0: And if I may, Dale, looking at the dealers that are finding success right now, what does that cost basis management look like? I guess I'm curious if Prior to the pandemic, what might have average cost-to-market perhaps have been, and what's it like right now?
1: Well, as I point out to dealers, their cost-to-market has risen uh, much faster than it normally rises. And what I'm seeing today is that dealers' cost-to-markets are generally above 90%. And if you could convert those cars to cash, go back into the wholesale market, as depressed as values are there at the current moment. You could reacquire inventory and perhaps have an average cost of basis around 85 86%, which is something, frankly, that we haven't seen in the car business in more than a decade. So there really is a rare moment of opportunity to stand out and differentiate your prices versus your competitors based on buying inventory in this new depressed market.
0: The liquidation strategy allows me, if I'm a dealer, to kind of reset where I'm at cleanse that water that showed up overnight and start over in some ways.
1: That's right. But admittedly, it's going to be painful. But as I say to dealers who tell me, well, I don't want to take that loss. I don't want to mark these cars and take the loss. What I say to them is, you've already taken the loss. You have just chosen not to recognize it. And the longer you wait to recognize it, the more money it's going to actually cost when you do get around to it. So let's get about it.
0: Now, Dale, you mentioned that a dealer that goes out who liquidates, has the cash, goes back into the wholesale market, acquires vehicles that are maybe 1500 or 2000 less than, say, other dealers have on their lots. Is that what we're looking at, 1500 to $2,000 maybe is that loss that you speak of that's there but maybe not recognized?
1: It depends on really the price point of your inventory. If it requires a 5% markdown to move a car... A 5% markdown on a $25,000 car in terms of absolute dollars is more money than a 5% markdown on a $15,000 car. So it's difficult to say across the board what that average markdown will be. It really depends on the average cost of the inventory that the dealer is currently holding.
0: The other question I had, Dale, related to liquidation, where do I start? Not the tactical thing I do, but what cars should I focus on first when it comes to liquidation?
1: Clearly, it's the high-dollar, late-model vehicles, because those are the ones that are going to compete most directly with new vehicles, and with the incentives that are being put out there now and the ones that are sure to come, it's likely that if it's not today, it will be in the very near future that a shopper will have the ability to buy a new vehicle on more favorable terms than they can buy your used late-model 2019 or 20. So I would start with the late-model, high-dollar cars. And they also represent the biggest dollar risk in absolute terms with a given amount of depreciation. You know, the dollars of depreciation on an expensive car are obviously higher than a cheaper car, as I outlined already.
0: The other question I was thinking of when we think about liquidation, I guess that term sort of might mean different things to different people, but are we suggesting that dealers get rid of everything? It feels like you have to have some cars to be able to sell cars. So, what might be a target? for the moment, in terms of inventory size, I should strive to get to as I follow this strategy?
1: Honestly, I wouldn't be too concerned about running out of cars. I'm not sure we've ever seen more used cars sitting at auction waiting to be sold cheap. I wouldn't worry about running out of cars. I would say that if you had a magic wand and you could wave it and make every car this moment instantly turn into cash you could have all that inventory replaced tomorrow for thousands less. Running out of cars would not be my concern. But to your question, what is a proper ideal level of inventory once it is replaced? That's a completely legitimate question. And under normal operating conditions, I would say to a dealer that you should not stock any more number of vehicles than you're selling in a rolling 30-day period. In this environment, however, I would modify that. What I'm saying to dealers is my recommendation is that you stock roughly 60% of what you're selling at a rolling 30-day period. And there's two reasons for that modification. Number one, this virus is transitory and you never really can be sure that in the days to come, it's not going to wreak havoc in your market and your rolling 30-day sales pace may slow very suddenly. We've seen it happen. So having some additional cash reserves as opposed to some adequate level of inventory, I would err on the side of having cash. But I think that the advice of stocking 60% of your rolling 30-day is also justified because we're not sure yet where the bottom of the wholesale market is. So if I went out today and I replaced all my inventory at a 10 to 12% discount as to what it was selling on March 1st, perhaps in another two weeks, it might be selling at a 15% discount. And I'd like to have some cash available. I think for those reasons, it makes sense to stock perhaps a few less units than we might have ordinarily stocked in normal conditions.
0: One last question, Dale. I noted in your recent blog post that this current time really reminds you of where things were 15 years ago when you started Auto and brought velocity to the market. I'm curious, what would you consider to be the similarities now and maybe any differences?
1: Yeah, it's like back to the future. It's really fascinating because when I think back on the early days of Velocity, we have to go back now about 15 years, when dealers were not pricing vehicles to sell because they had not yet really internalized the fact that the internet had taken hold in used car shopping. Those dealers that were early adopters of velocity management, those dealers that did start adjusting their prices down, they had success and it came fast and it came strong because no one else was doing it. As time went on and as years went on and more and more dealers began to do it, it really did become a race to the bottom. So much so that, as you probably know, we called velocity management over about a year ago. And we introduced Profit Time, the investment-minded approach, which was returning great profitability to dealers. Well, at this particular moment of the crisis, it reminds me of those very early days of velocity. To this date, most dealers have not yet come to terms with the fact that there's a crisis, at least with respect to their new vehicle pricing. So they're sitting there not moving their pricings much, if at all. And those dealers right now that are taking those markdowns are absolutely just finding success like they haven't seen it in years in terms of the suddenness of traffic and sales. It's just a moment of time that, for a very odd reason, brings us back to the early days of Velocity. But unlike the early days of Velocity, where it took a long time for a majority of dealers to get on board, I believe that it will be just a matter of weeks now because every car in a dealer's inventory every day is getting more and more devalued. Dealers are waking up to this reality. And sooner rather than later, they're going to have to come to terms with the fact that they have to move these cars and take losses.
0: What about profit time and its investment value-based methodology in this current market? I'm curious about relevance, applicability, that sort of thing.
1: Profit time is very effective at helping a dealer optimize his or her gross profit. This particular moment, optimizing your gross profit is not the overriding priority. The overriding priority at this moment is getting to liquidity. Now, once you get to liquidity and you replace the vehicles for values that are consistent with current market value, then profit time once again becomes very relevant. But while you're sitting there with inventory that is all overvalued, in other words, you own it for more money than it's worth in the wholesale or the retail market, you've got to do a reset and that reset is liquidity, and once you reset and buy fresh inventory for current money, profit time suddenly becomes the best way to manage it, to optimize the gross profit on the vehicles that you now own right.
0: The overarching theme here, Dale, seems to be you gotta move if you want things to move.
1: Yes, good way of thinking about it, Lance.
0: Dale, thank you as always for joining us for this episode of the podcast. Is that Pretzel or Toodles back there?
1: That would be Pretzel. And uh, what a godsend he's been having been locked up in the house for now 37 consistent days. He is just, he's been a source of happiness through this uh, harsh time.
0: We all have to take pleasure where we can find it, that's for sure. Dale, thank you for taking the time once again. I look forward to our next conversation.
1: Thanks, Lance. Appreciate it.
0: And, folks, thank you for taking part and listening in to this edition of the V Auto Podcast. Until next time, stay well.